Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Like it or not, our hormones are influenced by what we do every single day. It's actually their job to elicit actions on our cells and organ systems based on the input that they receive from us just living our daily life. Take insulin, for example. Every time we eat a snack, breakfast, a coffee drink, insulin is released from the beta cells of our pancreas to shuttle that glucose from the blood into your cells, specifically those muscle cells and fat cells. And it also signals the liver to store more of that glucose as a glycogen store for later use. Now, other hormones are involved as well, including leptin and ghrelin, but you get the picture. Now, another example is when you feel stressed or overwhelmed or even triggered. Our hypothalamic pituitary access sends a signal to the adrenals to release cortisol and norepinephrine to manage the stress in the body or to prepare the body for whatever is going down. That's just an example. And then sleep. Did you know that sleep has an impact on the release of cortisol when you wake up in the morning called the cortisol awakening response? Basically, the type of sleep, the quality of sleep that you get has a major impact on how cortisol functions in the morning when you wake up. So some days cortisol is just not doing its job and you are lagging. Other days when you've got that great sleep, you've got that robust cortisol spike, you're going to be feeling like you can tackle anything and everything. In a nutshell, Our daily activities and behaviors move our body closer or further away from hormone homeostasis. And that's a major impact on how we function every single day. Now today what I wanna do is I wanna focus on the three biggest actions that we take on a daily basis that impacts our hormones inside of the body. Now, because if we can move the needle on these three areas, we can make a massive difference in our energy levels, our mood, our metabolism, and our brain function. And I don't know about you, but I'm all about optimizing and improving all the areas that I just mentioned right there. So I wanna start with the biggest of the three needle movers today, which is what we eat every single day. We know for a fact that this affects our hormones, including our stress hormones, our metabolic hormones, and yes, even our sex hormones. I'm talking about insulin, leptin, ghrelin, thyroid hormone, growth hormone, estrogen, progesterone, DHEA, even testosterone, all directly impacted by what we eat at every meal. Now, if our food is highly processed and has a ton of sugar in it, our hormones will be negatively impacted over time, leading to deregulation. Not to mention junking up our cells and we store more fat in our adipose tissue. Eating nutrient-dense foods, as you know, is the name of the game here. I like to think of foods as being my future hormones, my future brain, and most importantly, my future mitochondria. So focusing on clean, lean protein sources, healthy plant-based fats, and lots and lots and lots of fiber is the name of the game. Also focusing on foods that are minimally processed, right? That is so important. The more whole and untampered your food is, the better. Now I get how challenging it can be to go to the store, buy the groceries, prep the food, and then cook it, right? Especially as a mom to a 20-month-old as of today, literally turned 20 months old today. I can't believe how close he is to being two years old right now. I know food prep takes a bit more time, but it's worth it. 
right? It's worth it for your body. It's worth it for your future body. So if you want to know more about creating a metabolically healthy meal that supports your gut, your brain, your blood sugar, and most importantly, your hormones, I want you to go check out episode 383, how I build a metabolically healthy meal for my family to maintain steady blood sugar and energy levels. Now, this episode goes into the nitty gritty, talking about how to be shopping, what kind of foods to prepare, how to overcome the biggest obstacles when it comes to creating a metabolically healthy meal, how many different types of diverse fruits and veggies you should aim for every single week. I mean, I get into it. And if you're looking for recipes, I highly recommend grabbing my latest book, The EO Menopause Solution. Part three of this book is literally the encapsulation of creating a metabolically healthy meal with as much ease and grace as you can possibly imagine. I remember when I was thinking about writing that whole part of the book, I wanted to know, you know, what would make it easier for myself? What would make shopping easier? What would make meal planning easier? What would make the recipes easier? And I built all of that by reverse engineering, like how can I make this easy for myself and tens of thousands of other women just like me. So even for part three alone in this book with the dozens of recipes, the shopping list, the meal plan, and so much more, a part of my hormone makeover protocol, I would get the book. And I believe it may even be on on sale on Amazon right now. I think I saw that. So worth going and grabbing it there to even save a little bit of money. Okay, now that you are set, you've got some great resources for the biggest lever, right? What you eat every single day. I want to go into number two. Now, number two is a little bit more insidious. It's a little bit harder to identify, and that is stress. I know, not surprising at all. You know, we think about how often we get stressed or we get flustered or we get triggered or we feel anxious. We just feel like a flood of energy emotions hitting us, right? Ooh, It has a profound impact, not only on our organ systems, but most importantly on our hormones, because it's our hormones that have to get the body ready for whatever that stressful moment is bringing to the table. So we know in fact that stress drives insulin resistance and blood sugar spikes without us even realizing it. Upgrading the stress response system and upregulating that stress response system can literally be the equivalent of eating a whole candy bar or cupcake without even having one in sight, let alone eating it at all. That's how dangerous stress can be on the body. And that's why stress is a silent killer because most of us are so unconscious that we are actually even experiencing it. We're just trying to get through our day to day and handle business. So what happens exactly when we engage our stress response system due to a potential threat, like getting in a fight with your partner or running late to a meeting or just having way too much on your plate? Well, the brain sends a signal to our adrenaline and cortisol flood, right? And we see this hit the nervous system in a really big way. It leads to blood pressure rising, your breathing gets shallower, so you only kind of breathe in that little box at your chest, your blood sugar spikes, your heart beats faster, your thoughts speed up, and you feel a strong urge to do something right now. Like there's a massive urgency that you're dealing with. You also may feel very reactive. This is because cortisol, that wear and tear hormone, is flooding your body and you are feeling the need to release that energy. This is also because the brain is feeling like you are in a real threat at the moment and that there's a lot of danger and that it wants to prime your body to fight or flee. And we need that energy to do so. Hence the need for glucose in our muscles and our cells. Hence the need for that insulin spike and that blood sugar spike. That stress response system that begins in the limbic brain, the primitive emotional center of the brain, has a profound impact on our metabolism and really every single cell in the body. 
as you've probably experienced in this response yourself, maybe in the past week or within the past month, our modern life really sets the stage for more frequent episodes of stress, social media, endless doomsday news. I mean, turn on the news and oh my goodness, it is just negative, nasty, ah, constant to-do lists, social isolation, divisiveness amongst friends and family, you know, whether it's politics or it's viruses, whatever it may be, environmental pollutants, trying to figure out all the things, right? Whether doing vacation, appeasing family members, I mean, just the things that are on your plate. And what we know, you know, from all of the latest research is that chronic stress leads to overeating. It leads to a co-elevation of cortisol and insulin. It suppresses certain anabolic hormones and white blood cells, so suppresses the immune system. And when we're in this state of metabolic stress, we know that it promotes inflammation, abdominal visceral fat, and it also creates oxidative stress in the body as well, which completely drives low energy levels, low brain function, and an inability to get great sleep, right? So this constant activation of the chronic stress system erodes resilience and it depletes metabolic reserves because let's be honest, it takes a lot of energy to always be in survival mode. Even if it's just a tiny bit of survival mode, your body doesn't really know the difference. So what can we do to stop the stress response loop that we so easily get stuck in? I'll tell you what, I spend well over a couple of decades in this stress response system. And I just chalked it up to me getting things done. So I think that first step for many of us, and this was the big piece for me, was awareness. Awareness when we get flooded with cortisol. So notice when you're getting triggered. So train yourself to monitor for signs that are primitive, reactive, kind of think about your reactive child brain, you know, that is taken over your thinking and basically your adult brain went offline. So you may notice physiological signs like you're feeling hot and sweaty, your face is getting flushed, your breathing becomes shallower, your heart's beating faster, and you may feel a rush of anxiousness or your thoughts are speeding up very, very quickly. You may be feeling like you're stuck in a fearful way of thinking and unable to see a different perspective. Like it's, it's, you've put yourself in a doomsday mode. Like all of a sudden, everything is an outrage. Everything is worth getting upset about. You may even feel panicky and want to act impulsively, like make a decision right now, snapping at people. All of these are signs that you are in that stress response state. And it may take a minute to notice them. But as you start to really begin that awareness, the more that you do it, the easier that it will get to start giving your brain new pathways to build. Now, what's also important here is to do this with no judgment. This is not a time to judge yourself or to shame yourself. It's about creating awareness. And the more that you can create a gap between what your body's doing on a physiological level and you being aware of it, the more that you can remove yourself and begin to heal that stress response system. So how do you even begin to do this? Number one is focus on your senses or your breathing. So once you notice you're triggered, the next thing is to stop what you're doing, take a break and focus on taking charge of your physiology. Focus on your senses in the moment and start to move around slowly to help you recover if you're in a freeze response. Or if you're in a fight and flight response, the best way to calm down is to slow down your breath and breathe into your belly. Like feel your diaphragm expand out and expand in. This activates the parasympathetic nervous system and puts the brake on the autonomic central nervous system. Really, we're using kind of like a polyvagal system response right here. The brain perceives safety signals throughout the system to stop producing cortisol and return to baseline 
which is exactly what we want to do. We want to stop the flooding of the stress response system. Number three is go into inquiry without judgment. So ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? Where in my body am I feeling it? Is it in my chest? Is it in my heart? Is it in my neck? Is it in my shoulders? Is it in my quads? Identify that emotion or emotions. Oftentimes it's more than one emotion and breathe through them. Try to find the area of your body that is experiencing the most of that visceral emotion and connect to it. And then let those emotions flow over you like a wave as you breathe. And if you even press on that area, you can kind of press and just release some of that tension right then and there. Now, if you are able, I recommend taking an emotional walk or to shake it off. Often when we are flooded with cortisol or other stress hormones like epinephrine and norepinephrine, we really need to shake it off or walk it off. That's because you've got a lot of that energetic hormones, right, running through you, coursing through you, and it'll take a minute to kind of clear them out and get re-regulated. And that's what we're trying to do. Your body is literally trying to shake off some of that energy so that you can get back to homeostasis. Now, a proactive option is to send safety signals before you even find yourself in a stressful or panic situation. Safety signals are powerful for the brain and are extremely effective. They tell the brain that everything is okay and that there is really nothing to panic about or get stressed about or feel overwhelmed about. Safety signals come in a lot of different forms, things like self-care, a morning meditation, a walk outside, breathing in a citrus essential oil, maybe a lavender essential oil. These are some of my favorite ways to just set me up for success so that my body and my brain knows that everything is okay. Also, an affirmation that could really help. One of my favorite affirmations in these moments is, everything is working out for me. I am fully supported in all areas of my life. Now, this particular affirmation, these two affirmations have, because they feel so connected to me, like they score a 10 out of 10 in calming my body and really reassuring my brain and my little child self that everything is okay, that they really, really work for me. So I often say these affirmations multiple times in the day, especially when I start to feel a little bit of that trigger come in, feel a little bit overwhelmed, like I got a lot on my shoulders, I would just start to say to myself, you are fully supported in all areas of your life. Everything is working out for you. And I start to feel myself soften. I start to feel the tension relax. So that's a really powerful affirmation for me. It may not work for you, but you may find one that does work for you. So again, it's just about having some tools in your toolbox that you can pull from. But that most important one is creating space between your thoughts and the awareness. And the more that you can become aware of when you're feeling a certain kind of way, when you're feeling a little bit stressed and you can get in front of it, your thoughts won't be controlling you anymore over time and you won't accidentally trigger off a stress response system. Now, this is something that I am diligently working on myself pretty much every single day and it's working. It's taking time, but I am not as reactive as I used to be. I'm significantly less reactive than I used to be and I am much more in the flow of life than I used to be. I just always was slaying dragons and then at some point everything was a dragon to slay and I realized that I don't want to slay dragons anymore. <laughs> I'm not interested in life being a series of dragons to slay. I would much rather 
take a walk and enjoy my family and enjoy the flow of life. That feels a lot better to me. And so again, it's a practice, but it's so worth it because it has a profound impact on your hormones and it just wears you down over time. Leads me to number three, sleep (laughs) or lack thereof. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Your quality of sleep impacts all areas of the body, especially your hormones like melatonin, growth hormone, cortisol, insulin, even progesterone. It's important to check in with your energy levels. And so it's worth doing it right now. Do you feel like you've never slept? (laughs) Do you feel like you wake up feeling like you've never slept? Are you tired but wired every morning by the time you leave the house? Do you feel too busy to sleep or do you find yourself saying things like sleep is overrated, I'll sleep when I'm dead or I don't need that much sleep, right? Or do you find yourself choosing another Netflix show or the next episode of whatever that show is over getting that good quality sleep? It's so important to really choose sleep over everything else at night that you're getting that deep restorative sleep. Again, as I mentioned, the hormones that are majorly a big part of sleep, progesterone, estrogen, and melatonin. And melatonin, you know, if if you didn't know, it's a neurotransmitter-like hormone that regulates our circadian rhythm, our body's sleep-wake cycles, and it relies on darkness for the production to increase. So as nighttime approaches, the sun begins to set and your body's melatonin levels begin to rise. And then on the opposite, when daylight begins to creep in, melatonin levels drop and cortisol levels rise up to wake up and get you going, right? That cortisol awakening response that I mentioned earlier. But when you fight against your body's natural circadian rhythm and stay up with the lights on or you watch that extra show, your body's melatonin levels drop and it has a profound impact on both melatonin and cortisol. Now, what we know about melatonin is that the current research is telling us that we need a robust amount of it to initiate the creation of more mitochondria. So if there's ever a reason to want to get more deep restorative sleep, it's because we need that boosted melatonin so that we're creating the energy powerhouses that allow us to do the things that we do every single day. Now, thankfully, there are a variety of things that we can do to help us get us back on track to getting that deep restorative sleep that we absolutely need. And I want to share a little bit about my favorite ways of like implementing some of these. So I'm just going to just share three things that I think are a major game changer for here. And then I'm going to share a sleep hygiene and routine that you can begin to adopt. Just kind of pick the things that feel good to you that you can start using literally tonight. So one of the things that I think are super powerful at helping to get your natural circadian rhythms going is meditation in the evening. Meditation is the ultimate stress-reducing practice. It will totally transform how you're able to wind down in the evenings. So if you conclude your day with a simple meditation practice, it could even just be five minutes. It's going to help to release stress, release triggers, whatever you're holding onto of that day, stop cortisol from coursing through your body and really allowing for melatonin to start boosting and and going up in the amount that you need to get deep restful sleep. Now, if you're looking for meditations, I love Ziva meditation, and there's also great apps as well, but I personally love Ziva. Um, I also love Gabby Bernstein's meditations. I love Joe Dispenza's meditations. I mean, getting where you fit in. Next is increasing progesterone. And this is a big one, especially for women as we are moving to our 40s, 50s, and beyond. Progesterone is the most incredible sleep aid. She is amazing for managing mood and stress. And when she drops or precipitously drops, even in our 30s, definitely in our 40s and our 50s and beyond, we 
feel it. Ooh, do we feel it? So my recommendation, especially if you're in your 40s and you're noticing mood swings, sleep issues, um, you're just edgy, severe PMS symptoms. Mind you, always be looking at the gut and liver because it's probably estrogen dominance, but also you may just need a little bit more progesterone. That's why I'm obsessed with my Progest Restore Serum because man, it is topical, it is effective, and you can really play with the dosage. So I'm gonna have a link to Progest Restore just in case because it is just a rock star sleep aid and it's a mood supporter and there's so many other benefits to progesterone as well. And many of us need a little bit of help in this department. And I find that that bioidentical progesterone, especially when you're, you're just putting it on topically, is a safe and effective way to support your hormones, mainly because you're getting one of these big hormones back. Number three is avoid sugar and alcohol. I know, I know, I know, I know. I say it all the time. Sugar and alcohol are not your friends. And we know that when sugar is really high, your blood sugar levels are spiking at night and you've been drinking at night as well. Ooh, you could kiss good sleep goodbye. Like my husband and I, we both wear whoop straps and my husband does have a couple drinks at night occasionally. And I will tell you, the thing about the whoop strap, it gives you a, not only does it give you a sleep score, which is always an enlightening experience for me and my husband but also it gives you a restorative score it basically tells you like how much energy you have in the tank and anytime he drinks his score just plummets because his body just was you know it just your body it's a poison let's be honest there is no benefits for alcohol in the system at all your body is like please don't do this your liver and your brain most importantly but your hormones as well and so when we combine these two in the evening before bed i mean your sleep is going to be massively disrupted so please cut it out at least three hours before bed so that your body has a time to metabolize it, get to some level of normality before you go into that restorative sleep, which you so desperately need. And then I want to talk about creating a good sleep hygiene routine. I'll tell you what, routine is everything. I don't know about you, but I really thrive on routine and I really, really, really thrive on a sleep routine. So these are gonna be the things that I recommend in terms of making sure that you're getting that deep, restful sleep. I mean, just like anything, you gotta treat sleep seriously. You gotta practice it, right? You gotta focus on it. I think we can't treat sleep as it's this passive activity that we just do in the at night between you know our waking hours. Like we gotta prime up for it. We gotta prep up for it. So I want you to spend the last hour or two of your day screen free, no phones, no TV, no laptops, no iPads, no Kindles, because that amount of blue light, that amount of receiving information is just putting your brain in a stressful scenario. It is exhausting. It throws off your circadian rhythms. It messes with your melatonin levels. It messes with your GABA levels, your glycine levels. I mean, eh, your brain is just not happy. So you wanna make sure that you are giving yourself at least an hour. Like once you hit the, the bedroom, turn it all off. Next, you wanna have some type of ritual or multiple rituals that really tell your brain that it's time for sleep. One of those rituals is definitely turning the screens off. Another ritual could be playing soft music in the background. 
Another ritual could be diffusing lavender essential oil or Roman chamomile or cedarwood, something really relaxing that just tells your brain, kind of like those safety signals. These are sleep signals for the brain. Then journaling, reading, meditation. These are all great ways to shut down those racing thoughts and to prepare your body for sleep. And if you practice these on a consistent basis, you are creating a routine for the brain to know, oh, it's time to go to bed. Also, I love a nice hot cup of herbal tea to help reset the system. Again, find whatever works for you. It could just be one to two things that literally tells the brain. Another thing that I think really tells the brain to get ready for sleep is having very dimmed lights. So around, I want to say eight o'clock in the night, all of the lights in our house dim out, especially our bedroom lights and our bathroom lights connected to our bedroom. There's no harsh lighting at all because that again is just going to blast open your brain and it's going to throw off your melatonin levels. So this is a really one-time switch that you can do, but dimmed halogen lights in your nightstands, in your bathroom, we have them in the living room, we have them in the bathroom, we have them in the bedrooms. You can use a salt lamp. I mean, get in where you fit in. Just create a dimming experience. I'll tell you what, anytime I go to a hotel or I stay at a family's house and they have bright lights late at night, my brain is like, why is this happening right now? <laughs> so again, your brain's going to get used to it and it's going to really appreciate it because that's what's going on outside, right? Sun setting, everything is dimming down, you know, cortisol is dropping, melatonin is rising. This is just the natural cadence of things. This is how it is. Next is get ready for setting the room up for success. So again, dimming the lights, temperature down, you know, having everything by your bedside that you, that you're ready to have, making sure that you do all the things to get yourself ready, and then just give yourself a good 15 to 30 minutes to just wind down in bed. That again, that's with the journaling, that's with the meditation app, whatever it is. So for me, I normally I'll read for a minute, like a couple of minutes, and if that doesn't put me to sleep, then I will put on my sleep meditation that I always use is about 10 minutes long, and before I even get through the full 10-minute meditation, I am knocked out. Now, if you're really struggling, you've been dealing with insomnia or mental chatter for a long time, there's some great supplements that you can use for sleep as well. Now, I recommend taking two specific supplements about 30 minutes before bed to help your brain wind down and to help you get that deep restful sleep. The first one is My Magnesium Restore. It is a magnesium glycinate designed to allow your muscles, your brain, and your body to relax. Most women are deficient in magnesium glycinate, so another possible problem for sleep issues. And if you haven't tried a magnesium supplement for bed, I highly recommend trying Magnesium Restore. It makes all the difference in the world. And I will have a link for that. The other one that I love is my Zen Sleep. So my Essentially Whole Zen Sleep. It's a hand-selected formula that I created that has botanicals and nutrients to literally calm the mind and body. It's got a little bit of melatonin in it, not enough to cause any issues. I know some people can react to melatonin. It's got chamomile and these are powerful relaxation sleep aids, vitamin B6 for calming the brain and relaxing, 5-HTP, which is balancing that melatonin and serotonin to help you go to sleep, a blend of botanicals including lemon balm, passion flower, and valerian root, and then 
it's just that combination of all of these just eases your body and your brain into sleep mode without causing any kind of grogginess. So you're going to wake up feeling amazing. I've been taking this combo for years, I think like two years now, and it has been the game changer for me. So I always, I go into the kitchen, I grab my supplements, I take them with some water, and then I come upstairs and do my sleep routine. And again, within 30 minutes, I am knocked out. Now, I will have the link to my sleep bundle, which contains both Magnesium Restore and Zen Sleep, since they are one of my most popular kits, given that so many of us are struggling with calming the brain to get that deep restorative sleep. So it'll be in the show notes along with the Eomenopause Solution book. And when you think about these three areas of your life, right, eating, stress, and sleep, right? We know that these are some of the biggest levers that we pull every single day that have a profound impact on our bodies. I don't think we realize how much of an impact they have on our hormones. And yes, there are other triggers as well. Movement, environmental toxins, addressing nutrient deficiencies, you know, and there's even deeper root causes. Maybe it's heavy metals. Maybe it's a pathogen of some kind, right? Maybe it's a gut disruption. We know that those are playing a role too. But what I, I want you to do is I want you to focus on the three areas that are having the biggest impact on your hormones every single day. So focusing on getting better, deeper, restful sleep, eating a metabolically healthy meal, and reducing those stress levels, whew, I'll tell you what, these slight adjustments in these areas will make the biggest difference. Now for me, these are the areas that I'm focusing on every single day. I am committed to eating healthy, metabolically supportive meals with as little processing as possible. I am committed to going to bed earlier because guess what? No matter what time I go to bed, I know I'm going to be woken up by Kingston at some point in the night. And I know that I'm going to be waking up when he wakes up in the morning, no matter how early that is. And so if I can't guarantee on the front end that I'm getting good sleep, ooh, it's going to be a messy situation the next day. I'm going to feel it, right? And then I am often utilizing many tools to reduce stress like breath, awareness, tapping into real emotions, affirmations, walking, meditate, I mean, all of it. I'm doing the whole gamut, right? Because I know that healing my stress response system, healing my traumas is going to trickle down to future generations and it's going to trickle down to my current family. So these are all the things that I am personally working on every single day. And when I tuned in to like what is helping to support and restore my hormones, these were the areas that we do every single day. So the goal today is to really find your rhythm and figure out what works for you so that you are feeling great and your body is functioning at peak capacity. Now, I am so clear that these three things are my non-negotiables and that when I improve them, I really feel energized. And that's why I wanted to share them with you. So be figuring out like what are the non-negotiables for you here in this? Maybe it's movement over stress. Figure that out. But just note that these three things every day are having a big impact. And the more that we can tweak and optimize for our personal body, for your personal body, the better that you're going to feel all around. So I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for listening in on the Essentially You podcast. This show is all about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. Now, if there's someone in your life that needs to hear this today, take a moment, screenshot this episode, send it on over to them via text message. You know how to do it or share it on Instagram. That way you continue to spread the word about hormone literacy. And if you do share it on Instagram, which I would love for you to reach out to me, definitely hashtag hormone CEO. And until the next episode, have an amazing day.